Today we continue walking through the book of Mark, and I want you to turn with me to Mark chapter 3, verse 7 through verse number 12. Now, as you are coming to your Bible this morning, you know, I just I just want to point out to you today that when, when you come to the Bible scriptures, um, now you know, you may have a different Bible than I do. Now, when I say that, I mean you may not have the exact translation, or, or you may not have um, the exact commentator uh, that I have. And when I say that, like you might have a study Bible by, say, John MacArthur, or Chuck Swindoll, or Charles Spurgeon, or Tony Evans, something like this, and you have their commentary notes throughout the Bible. Um, well, when you come into whatever Bible you own and whatever Bible you study out of, you probably have headings at different sections of Scripture. And, and I love the heading of this section, Mark chapter 3, verse 7 through 12, in the Bible that I preach out of. It's called The Ministry to the Multitude. The Ministry to the Multitude. Now, friends, if there's, if there's one thing that this text is going to teach us is this. There's room at the foot of the cross for you. There's room at the foot of the cross for you. Every single person can find a place in the family of God. Every single person has a place and an opportunity to come to saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to listen to the ministry to the multitude in the life of the Lord Jesus. It says, Jesus departed with his disciples to the sea, and a large crowd followed him from Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem, Idumea, beyond the Jordan, and around Tyre and Sidon. So, so Jesus, we remember yet the other day, we see Jesus, he uh, heals the, the hand of a, of a man whose hand is paralyzed. Jesus leaves that synagogue, heads down to the sea, and he has got people from all over the region now coming after him. They, they want to know who this guy is, by what authority, by what a power does he do the things he does. They want to hear his teaching. They want to be around Jesus. Now, friends, listen, I will tell you that when Jesus is in the midst, he will draw a crowd. Hear that again. When Jesus is in the midst, he will draw a crowd. Now, it doesn't always mean that the crowd is godly. It doesn't always mean that the crowd wants a relationship with him. But the world is inquisitive and seeking after truth. And the world is searching for hope. And the world is ser searching for something to fill the void down deep in the soul. And so you see this in the text as word is beginning to spread about Jesus. People are beginning to flock to him. They're beginning to come to him. They're wanting to know, who is this guy? Well, the Bible says, the large crowd came to him because they heard about everything he was doing. Then he told his disciples to have a small boat ready for him so the crowd would not crush him. And the Bible says, since he had healed many, all who had diseases were pressing toward him to touch him. Whenever the unclean spirits saw him, 
Those possessed fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. And he would strongly warn them not to make him known. Now, it's just a short little summary here in the middle of the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. But what we see here is that Jesus, as he's walking out of the synagogue, this crowd is following him. Jesus doesn't turn them away. Jesus doesn't say, you know what, I've got something else to do today. If y'all could just go home for a little while, I'm going to take care of my business over on this side. No, Jesus goes forward and he begins to minister to them. And it says first that they're pressing so hard against him that they're going to crush him. So Jesus asked for a little boat just to to get off the the shoreline a little bit to, to kind of relieve the pressure and the strain of everybody just getting on top of him. And he begins to heal those who have diseases and even cast out the demons of those who are possessed and the demons are, are, are confessing uh, that, that you are the Son of God and, and, and the people are worshiping Him and we see all these things taking place in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you notice that in the Lord Jesus Christ there's no discrimination he, he, he doesn't say, you are too far gone. You have too much of a disease. You live in too much sin. You have done this or you have done that, and I don't have enough grace for you. Instead, the Lord Jesus Christ stands there and he ministers to the multitude. Friends, this is a great example for us in the church today. May we never, ever, get so haughty, so proud, so boastful that we look at people and say, there's no room here. You remember the movie Forrest Gump, don't you? And you remember how Forrest gets up on the bus and he's walking down that that aisle the very first day of school and all those kids, what? You can't sit here. You can't sit here. You can't sit here. There's no room in this chair for you. May we never get so haughty, so prideful, so boastful in our walks with the Lord Jesus Christ that we say there's no room at the cross for you. You're too far gone. You've done too much stuff. You have too much of a checkered past. You're living in this certain sin and there's just no room. No, friends. The Lord Jesus Christ proves in his own life that there is always room for one more. Summer and I, a few years ago, had the opportunity to go speak at North Greenville University down in South Carolina and to share our testimony. Over 3,000 students were there that day as Summer and I sat on the stage and shared about all that God had done in our life. And I'll never forget the president of the university that day saying to us, the motto of our institution is this, we want to see one more saved. We want to see one more saved. And so Summer and I, we preached that day with this intention, that it would be one or one million. We want to see somebody give their life to Christ. And when the testimony was over, guess what? Somebody raised their hand in the back of the room and gave their life to Christ. Out of 3,000, one person. But can I tell you something? No matter who they are, what they had done, there was room for them. If you go all the way over to the book of Romans, chapter 10, where the Bible says, Whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I want you to listen to this verse. Romans chapter number 10, verse number 12. Here, 
Paul writes, For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, since the same Lord of all is rich to all who call on Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The Lord is rich to save. Let me tell you what that means. He has enough grace for you. No matter who you are, there's room. There's room for you. Would you come to the Lord Jesus Christ? Would you give your life to Him? I pray you will, dear friends. I hope the day has been great, and I look forward to joining you this time tomorrow. God bless.